0: This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. My name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are well off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Sarah Beal joins me in talking about two movies that sound like fairy tales, but aren't with Once Upon a Time in China and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Welcome. Hello. Um, thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to be here. Um, just like, you know, she's here in person and this is only like the second episode I've done in person in like three years. I think it was also
1: the last one in person.
0: <laughs> Were you as well?
1: Yeah. Oh my God.
0: This is crazy. Um, so things are apparently getting back to quote unquote normal.
1: New normal.
0: A new normal. Yes. I accept new normal. It's fine. Because then we could just choose how we want to do this and where we want to do this. We have the technology. It's amazing. We can rebuild it. We can make it better. <laughs> if you get that, you're old. Just letting you know. <laughs> it's fine. Um. So, I don't even know where to start with these movies. Cause did you see the titles yet? I did. Okay, I did. I called them fairy tales, but they're not. Um, with once upon a time. Once Upon a Time in China and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which surprise, it's surprising to me that I have two movies that technically have practically the same title. I mean, they're on different sides of the world, but you know what I'm talking about. When I was looking up these movies initially, there was a lot of Once Upon a
1: Times. Like there's Once Upon a Time TV show. Yes. There was Once Upon a Time Shanghai. Yeah, I never even heard of that one. Really?
0: There was lots of ones upon the times. Okay. I guess I didn't actually have to look it up, so it's fine. Um, oh, that reminds me. I should probably have like the IMDb open so we can talk about like the actors and stuff. Because I'm not going to remember that stuff. That's just crazy. <laughs> this is why we have the internet people. It wasn't for giving like good knowledge to people. It was to give like cheesy trivia to people That's the that's the only knowledge that we really need
1: i still exclusively use the internet for hacking the planet <laughs>
0: hack the planet <laughs> oh that's right there's also once upon a time in hollywood how could i forget about that one that's a big deal it's a tarantino there's also in the west in america in wonderland there's also once upon a forest i don't know what that means it's fine Um, but I'll tell you, China does not show up very high on that list. It didn't. I had to borrow this one from Tracy because I couldn't find
1: it anywhere else. Not even to stream it anywhere. Or like, I think I could purchase it on the Cineplex app for five dollars. But yeah, don't
0: do that. (laughs) No,
1: Mm -mm. I didn't.
0: Yeah, I have already or actually, no, I think these two are movies that I inherited from my brother, to be honest, um, but I haven't rewatched them since he's given them to me. So it's been like, I'm going to make myself sound really old, like 20 years. Like it's been a long time since I've watched either of these movies. And I think I told you, Sarah, that when I gave them to him, like, here's three things I remember of all of these movies. I'm like, the first one, Jet Li's in it. The second one, it this it has like Antonio Banderas and it's part of a trilogy. That, that's all I remembered about either of these movies what was it?
1: I don't think uh, I've ever watched Once Upon a Time in China and I didn't think I'd ever watched Once Upon a Time in Mexico until I heard a line that I still quote to this day
0: okay what line is it?
1: are you a Mexican or a Mexican?
0: okay that was one of my notes <laughs> That was so angry about that oh line. My
1: God. It's such a terrible line, but it's kind of a hilarious line, but it's, it's
0: terrible. It's so bad. The worst part is, is they bring it back later in the movie. Oh no. Where Johnny, um, Danny Trejo was just like, look, I can do whatever I want. I'm a Mexican. And I was like, no, no, this is not where this is going. We are not doing this. Oh, my God.
1: Are we too early into it to play a game called Mexican or Mexicant? Because I just like to just throw this out there. William, Willem Defoe, Mexicant.
0: Mexicant, indeed. <laughs> well, I mean, within the movie. Oh, no, he does play like a Mexican. He does. Spanish. Yes. Speaking He's speaking Spanish. Yes. Well, because though there's one part of the movie where they talk about, like, how he, like, escaped from the States, but is a Mexican citizen, so they can't extradite him. And so I was just like, oh, no, he's playing an American in Mexico. But I'm like, no, maybe that means he's a Mexican. But also his daughter is Eva Mendez. So I'm just like, (laughs) what is happening here? Like, this is just not working for me in any way, shape or form.
1: Like, I think he's supposed to be a Mexican. Oh, God. But, like, those blue eyes? No, Mexican.
0: This is it. Okay, you just made this movie even worse. <laughs> it's okay? terrible. I'm going to tell you this right now. One of my notes for this movie is I hate this movie.
1: <laughs> okay. I, mean, I also hated the movie.
0: <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, my God. It is so, so bad. Um, if you don't know, this movie is directed by Robert Rodriguez, who has directed many a movie He directed like it, it's Dawn of the Dead, right? The Sarah Polly one. He did Dawn of the Dead. He did um, From Dust Till Dawn. He did um, like the Grindhouse movies. He's done. He's like he's also always paired with like Quentin Tarantino on a regular basis. But he always makes it's like over the top, like kitschy action flicks. I'm OK with that. I usually have a lot of fun with that. But this movie is garbage. I'm going to say it. It's garbage.
1: I was super disappointed that it wasn't the sequel from *Dust Till Dawn because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just based on like Selma Hayek, uh, Cheech Moran, uh, Mickey Rourke, like 75, oh, 75% of the cast is I the same know. in both of these movies and I was wondering where the vampires were. <laughs>
0: Um, And you get to the end, you're like, where the fuck are the vampires? Where are the vampires? Oh my, I think vampires would have just like made this better. Like just, if they just came out of nowhere, just like blanketed the earth and suddenly there were vampires. I'd have been like, okay, now this makes sense. I would have watched that movie. Yes, yes. But the movie as it is, I can see why I never watched it again. It's just horrendous.
1: I don't think I've ever seen anything other than this movie as in this trilogy or Mm -hmm. whatever. So it also made zero sense to me. The story is completely nonsense. Okay. So if
0: you don't know, this is the third movie in the El Mariachi series. So the first movie is El Mariachi. Second movie is Desperado. And then there's this movie. Antonia Banderas plays El Mariachi, who is a, he, he's a mariachi band guy, essentially. Like, he plays, like, his, his cool Spanish guitar and, like, sings and whatever. But he's also an assassin. And he goes around, like, killing people. And then he meets Selma Hayek and they fall in love. And there's, like, there's all action sequences where they're trying to, like, kill them and all this kind of stuff. And my memory of... the The one I remember is Desperado. And my memories of it is that it's, like, it's weird, but it's cool. And, like, the action is, like over the top, but a lot of fun and all that kind of stuff. And it's also direct. They're also directed by Robert Rodriguez, which is fine. Um, And my whole thing was like, I was going to watch this one. And if I liked it, I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll, you know, rewatch Desperado. And then I watch this. I'm just like, if I rewatch Desperado, it's probably just going to ruin everything. I'm just going to leave it as a pleasant memory and just walk away. Um, Because this movie just... I don't know, sucked everything out of my soul. And I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it.
1: I think it was the explosive scenes that it was just like, explosion! And then like... Also, was Selma Hayek's... Like, did she only exist in like flashbacks because she was dead in this movie? According to this movie, yes. That was so disappointing because she's on the freaking cover of the movie and she's only exists as a ghost. It's just... Mm-hmm. This movie did not pass the Bechdel test. It's not,
0: even, it's not even a ghost. It's just like something that haunts his mind. A flashback. Mm-hmm. And mm. like, oh, so disappointed. Of her. Well, technically, it was all of them. Like, it was him, her, and their daughter getting gunned down in the street. And he survives with Salma Hank and his daughter die.
1: And she's wearing, like, terrible, like... Mid drift outfits like the, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's exposing so much skin, yeah. So much ha- like can't exist in a fully uh, functional outfit, it's only very revealing, yeah. But she, yet, she's a highly deadly assassin,
0: yeah. She's got knives that she throws, you know. I mean, that was a, that was part of the like the story Cheech Marin was telling. Uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, everything, you know, it's just like, um, what's the word for it? It's just, uh. Not hyperbole, that's not what he says. He's like, it's it's just like a little extra, you know, people put a little flavor on these stories. So like the story like he was telling was a little ridiculous. Like, because they were talking about like an assassination attempt by El um, Mariachi, and he's like sitting there and he gets up and he's got his like gun uh guitar case, which he does have in the other movie. He does. He does. Um so that's like a thing that he does. But but then Samahayasho the and she, like shows up and she like throws her knives and she like kills like Four people with like a flick of her hand, and but you know a midriff is out, in, like uh like an asymmetrical lined skirt with her espadrilles on. It's a whole, it's a whole sequence. It's and a whole how thing. is it
1: that she's so freaking deadly without her child, but yet the moment she's holding her daughter's hand, she's like,
0: oh, suddenly yeah. I forgot how to defend myself. Yeah. I don't have answers for you. <laughs> again, maybe if I watched Desperado again, I'd be like oh, that's how it is, but I probably also would have hated myself for watching Desperado again. It'd have to be pretty Desperado to watch Desperado. Des- exactly. Exactly. And remember, we're not saying Despacito. That's a very different thing. Okay. Um, the funny thing is that just kept, like, Despacito just kept popping into my head every time I said Desperado, and I'm just like, no, our culture has ruined my brain. This is not acceptable. I don't like it. It's a real problem, guys. It's a real problem. Um... But I hate I hate this movie. Yeah, this movie sucks. Yeah. It's also it's also overly complicated for the sake of being complicated. I
1: have no idea what happens in this movie. Okay. And there's no vampires.
0: There's and there's no vampires. So essentially what it is is that So oh yeah, we haven't even talked about Johnny Depp yet. Ew! <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Johnny Depp, who's also on the cover, isn't even, like, the big bad in the movie. He's just annoying. He's just, stupid. Oh, my God. It's so fucking stupid. Um, but he's the one who kind of, like, sets a lot of it in motion, I suppose, in some way. I don't even
1: know why he's there. If he wasn't in this movie, the movie would still equally be a shitty <laughs> Agreed. Like, he doesn't add anything to the story. I don't know why yeah. he's there. If anything, he has very questionable scenes with a child, which I do not like and am very
0: uncomfortable by. He Who, put, who he swears at and puts in a lot of danger. Yeah, he makes him hold a gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, he also tries to talk this child into shooting somebody in the face. And it's yes. like, I don't want to kill people. This is all in Spanish that you can't actually like, whatever. But, and then the kid's like, Hands him back his gun. And then he lies the kid on the floor and was like, tell me where to aim. And the kid's like, to the left. And then he shoots some dude in the head. So yay. And I I don't know what the
1: purpose of that scene was for either. Like, I don't (laughs) know how that moved the story forward in any regard. I have no idea. Also, is it like Julio Iglesias' son in the movie?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Enrique. Enrique Iglesias. Yes. He is also Pre-bulb broo- removal. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh my God. Um, I love the fact that they, they sh- when you first, like, he randomly comes in like the end of the movie because, because Antonio Manderas goes back to a mariachi place and meets up with him. And I'm like, were you in the other movie? Which I'm not going to find out because I'm not going to watch it. Um and so then it's just very and he's just like where's where's my guitar case and it's like I never thought you'd come for this case and he's like yeah well I'm like I, are we supposed to know who you are like what is happening who I are don't you? why know. are you here We don't know also like
1: Cheech Moran like none of the characters are explained why they are Cheech, there
0: I know for a fact Cheech does show up in the other movies okay
1: that's does. good except yeah. he dies in this one
0: yes yes. <laughs> Because and I like, think, at the beginning, too, I was so disappointed, yeah, I thought he'd be like coming back more often, but no, no, <laughs> I was here for and Cheech. for some reason, Johnny Depp does an anal cavity, even though he already found what he was looking for somewhere oh. else in the body, and I was like why is why is this necessary? <laughs> and mind you, Cheech Man was already dead, and then he does the anal cavity search, so oh. I don't know, is that necrophilia? yes yes okay so again i don't know what's going on with that i don't i don't there's
1: I, so many questionable choices
0: there's questionable choices and just general questions that i'm never going to answer and i'm never going to be able to answer um i also have very few notes on this movie as sarah can see on my screen right now um one of them i was like yay clash of the titans lunchbox <laughs> He also gives a second lunchbox with money in it, but I couldn't see what was on it. And I was very upset about it. I was just like, what? And I rewound it like two times. Like, I can't see what that is. What is it? <laughs> it's fine. I'll get over
1: it. Because okay. he only wants $10,000. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, because nobody's going to kill you over $10,000. I'm okay. like, I, I mean. Johnny was
1: going to kill him oh. over $10,000.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Okay. You have brought up something I have questions about, <laughs> which is a thing the fake can- arm the fake arm okay, okay, this man has a fake arm that is covered in maroon cloth to match his maroon jacket for some reason, sure, and then at the end of the movie, while this man is blinded, like his eyes have literally been removed from his head and he 's wearing sunglasses, somehow he manages to attach this arm to his body. But it is covered now in black cloth that matches his outfit perfectly, which he just randomly put on because he's blind. How does that work?
1: I I was just so distracted by his giant cannabis leaf on his buckle belt buckle that I'm like, oh, is that really
0: what he chose Mm -hmm. to wear? But Michael, so okay so everybody in town knows about his character it seems and he's about town but he every time you see him his hair is different or he's got like a different mustache and you're just like are you like are you different personas are these different like are you trying to hide from somebody but everybody seems to know who you are what are you doing Why is this what we I have no
1: idea what his role is in this movie or how he relates to any of the other characters. Yeah. I don't... I really... I don't know. I know that he randomly kills people and that he's unreliable and that, like, he's just an agent of
0: chaos. Essentially, yes. But he's apparently, like, with the CIA, I think. Is he? I don't know that. I don't know for sure. I know he's not a vampire. He's not a vampire, um he's not a what are the servants of the vampires called i forget what they're called uh, i don't know sire no or maybe they I'm thinking sired about, maybe but... think about blade maybe that's a different oh, yeah. thing yeah. it's fine yeah. um but yeah no vampire involved with with him whatsoever <laughs> um but yeah like his character is just confusing because he shows up and it's like, I'm hiring El Mariachi, which is Antonio Barriere's, and every chance he gets, he tries to kill him before he does what he's supposed to do. I'm like, but isn't this going against your plan? <laughs> and then every time he lives, he's like, I was just testing you, it's fine. Now i will killed this other random person
1: <laughs> for making an excellent meal, no less. Yeah,
0: You're like, oh, I, what it? it was some speech about like, Having like a balance and if something's too good you have to destroy it or something and I was like this meal is really delicious so I'm gonna shoot the cook well, that doesn't make any sense
1: I think that makes him a mexican a mexican
0: I agree he's a mexican I absolutely agree I didn't <laughs> like any of that whatsoever I just I just sat here being just confused and then I'd play on my phone I'm like oh yeah I'm watching a movie right, right. it's I, like I don't I don't know and then there was something about the president and then there was something about like a cartel and there was something about like a retired FBI agent and then Eva Mendes shows up and then at the end she's like I'm his daughter and I'm like whose daughter are you <laughs> and then Johnny Depp shoots her and then a guy falls out of a window at some point and there's randomly money in a basement and then what what. I could say for
1: a hundred percent certainty, the only joy I experienced watching this movie was that I remembered at a recent point that I rewrote the lyrics to Lady Gaga's uh, "Bad Romance" oh to Danny Trejo.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means. Should I know what that means?
1: I'll demonstrate. Who oh, Danny
0: Trejo! I'm sorry, folks. I uh, that I caused that. <laughs> that was my fault. But I apologize. You'll never hear that song the same way. Again. Never, never again. No, no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and uh, also Danny Trejo was in it. Sorry, Danny
1: Trejo is it? He's the best part of this
0: movie. Of course he is. Yeah. He's, he shows up and he's, like, tough guy. And then he shoots that guy with the guitar. And I'm like, okay. And stuff happens. I don't I don't even know.
1: Just it's- this last week, he was on um, PBS's Finding Your Roots, uh, which is a show about, like, family trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his story is actually very compelling because he has, like, this really hard background and this hard life story and he mm-hmm. he went on the show and he discovered his roots and he's like, he's a very, like, caring and, like, thoughtful person and it was amazing. I don't watch Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Watch Finding Your Roots <laughs> with Danny Trejo, also featuring Cindy Lauper in the same episode. It's what? freaking fantastic.
0: Yeah. See, my problem with a lot of these genealogy shows and Finding Your Roots shows is that everybody sits around going like, oh, I never realized who I was until I understood where I came from. I'm like, but why? Your but- your roots. Yes, it's interesting to find out where your family came from and how you came into existence, like how these things connected. Sure. But it, you at, at a certain point, you know who you are. You don't need somebody to tell you that you're related to Abraham Lincoln to be like, oh, now I understand myself. Like, no, it was
1: really interesting for him though because he came from a, a background that like didn't offer much opportunity outside of organized crime and construction. Well, for him, like, and and toxic machismo, which he says, and so like he mm -hmm. said if he had the perception of like the knowledge of like where his family came from. Like you can imagine different avenues for yourself. And mm. I was like, that's true, right? Like if you knew that you're you he had a cattle farming background, like you could pursue this as a as a feasible future for yourself.
0: Yeah, but that's a background. Like the family you're born into, like your immediate family you're born into, that is the impression of the world that you have. That's true. So if he's born even if you had like Four ancestors ago, they were like the richest people on earth, but then they went bankrupt and now you're in like a gutter. You're you're born in the gutter. Them being rich back in the day doesn't have anything to do with you at that but point. But even to know that like,
1: you know what, you can pursue agriculture mm-hmm. or like, you know, it's just a different worldview, right? But like he's, it's so much more open than what you've been exposed to.
0: But that's the thing. He is one of the people who did find those different avenues because yeah. growing up... He was in jail. He was. was part of gangs. He got tattooed head to toe. He didn't get into acting until his 30s. No, 40s. And then now he's fucking killing it because he wanted an avenue out and was like, I'm going to do this. And yes, he's had a bunch of roles that are like stereotypical roles, but it's still an avenue for him to get out, get money and put money back into his community that he grew up in to try to save these kids from what he experienced. Which is amazing, but he also did that without knowing that heritage. Yeah, yeah. So this is what my my problem is: is like you have all these you know rich successful people on shows like this who are going on like I would never have understood myself until I I did this. I'm like, but you obviously understood yourself. You took those different avenues. You made something of yourself without this history. Even if your history is great, it doesn't make you who you are. It just Informs you of your past. I just think people put too much emphasis on that history. Is I think what I'm getting at, and they're just like, "I'm never gonna make anything if I don't know where I came from." I'm like <laughs> that's a fucking lie. Uh,
1: it's just I think it was a it was a great episode. Like it was it
0: inspirational. Just, it was it was
1: inspirational because like it's cool to hear about his story mm-hmm. and like where he comes from and how he even entered acting because. I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of, like, when you watch Late Night, it's like, oh, yeah, I went to, like, this really
0: prestigious, like,
1: acting school, and my family's super rich, and my mom is, like, super rich, and that's how I got to be an actor. Like- or
0: it's like, I grew up in L.A., and then my friend was an actor, and then I went with them to an audition, and then they're like, hey, did your friend want to do it? And I was like, yeah, and then I became an actor, and it's like... Really? No, but this is, is super names? cool for
1: him. Like, he was in jail for 10 years yes. and he was a legit, like, had real life experiences. And, like, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it is inspirational. I
0: know, I do agree. I think Danny Trejo's story is one of the few stories about the, um, the, the U.S. justice system that goes against the, what usually happens. Because usually what happens is like people get out of jail. They can't get jobs. They can't they can't integrate back in society because they've been in jail already. But the whole point of jail is to rehab you. And for him, it made him realize he needed to do something else. He did rehab. He couldn't he couldn't get a regular job. And then he made something great about himself. And I think that dude before this show, don't get me wrong. I think this show is fine. Watch the show if you want. I'm just being a jerk about it because I find, you know, like you'll have like Tom Hanks on there. Like, like, you know, again, you get that whole like, oh, well, I I grew up here and I'm all fancy and stuff. And but now I know I was like related to Thomas Jefferson and I understand where my greatness comes from. I'm like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I think maybe that's what my problem is, because I've seen too many of those ones. Um, But no, I agree with you. Like Johnny, like Danny Trejo's story is a great story. Like, rags to riches, redemption, the whole like, he's gone through all of the things. Yeah. And he's a good person still. And not only that, like,
1: he's trying to represent the thing in pop culture that, like, he's trying to actively, like, fight against, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that toxic uh, way of being. Like, he doesn't want to be that, but he's representing it in a way that kind of makes you realize, like oh yeah this is real bad yeah
0: well because he does it in a way where like no like all most of his characters end up dead or maimed or something because you're like this is not a way to live because this is what will happen to you it's not cool it's not okay it's horrible and you're gonna die that's it don't go this way but I think like with a lot of things people are taking it the wrong way they're just like but he's so cool I'm like as a person yes as his characters in the movie not so much yeah they're
1: never usually very successful no or they don't go far
0: yeah they end up getting murdered because yeah. they try to two time people like yeah what happened in this movie you know they're tragic or they get murdered by aliens on other planets what movie was that um Predators oh was he a predator no he got kidnapped from earth and taken to a predator planet and hunted by predators Mm -hmm. But he was like the first person to die I was so angry I was so so angry And then they used his body as a trap To lure the other humans to save him They're like it's a trap and then like other people died, but like the two coolest people in the movie died the dumbest way. Because <laughs> there's also like a dude who's like with um yakuza, and he gets like a samurai sword and stuff. Oh yeah, I remember. And that. he was like fighting. He was about to fight a predator, and they cut away from the fight. And I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then when you go back, it's like three seconds. And then he's dead. I'm like, I hate this. He, is, he would have more skill than this. What are you talking about? No. Unacceptable. But then Topher Grace lives to the end of the movie. Turns out he's just like a psycho, like killer dude who like injects people.
2: And I'm like, what?
0: And how did he live to the end of the movie? I don't fucking know. It's fine. It's
1: fine. I'm rewriting the song. Oh, 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 oh Topher Grace.
0: <laughs> it's not as satisfying as Danny. No, no, stick, stick with Danny I get it, yeah. Stick with Danny You're never going to hear the song the same way. No, no. Also, I'm not a huge fan of Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Know. I know. I get a. I get a little bit of flack from it because I know a couple people who love Lady Gaga, and i was just like, she can go over there. I don't like. I have a like. People are just like, oh, but they've done all of these things, and they've come like come over adversity and all. I'm like, I didn't say I didn't think their career was good. I didn't say you know what they've done for themselves hasn't been a great thing. It's just not for me i'm not a fan of her but what she's done for herself good for her yeah she did it she came she's one of those people who did have to work very hard for her she did have to do a lot of things but then she came out and i was like i don't need this in my life that's it it just i don't hate her i don't think about her is what my problem is i'm like "Mm." i'm
1: on the deep end watch as i dive in (laughs) i'll never reach the ground to the surface where they can't hurt us. Which,
0: which song is that? We're far from the shallow now. Is that Born song?
1: <laughs> no, it's from the the movie. The In
0: the Shallow? Oh, Hello. A... La, la, <laughs>
1: think Oscar.
0: Oh no, I never watched that. Bradley movie. Cooper? Oh, come on. Oh, God, the you made me horror? watch both of these movies. <laughs> and you didn't watch. A Star is Born, which didn't is a three-time <laughs> remake. Didn't I just say I don't care about her? Why would I watch this movie? What Why would I watch these
2: movies? Because- I haven't
0: watched these movies ever before. Because <laughs> you said to put you on whichever okay. episode I felt like or didn't have any other people. And everybody else was like, I don't know what this shit is. I'm not <laughs> doing it. And I was like, hey, Sarah, you want to do this? She's like, oh, okay okay. <laughs> That's why you're here. I'm the backup. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Don't worry. You're going to be on other good episodes where you're going to (laughs) watch movies that you like. Hopefully. Um, But no. Yeah. No. These ones were like, no. No. Once Upon a Time in Mexico was extremely bad.
1: Yes, it was so bad. Extremely even like the bad. fake explosion action, which I usually get on board for. Mm-hmm. I didn't even like it in this movie. Yeah, and like I was there's just the like, one
0: part where like in his memory, they're like jumping off of a bus. And for no reason, explosion. there's an like, explosion in the background. Yes. And you're just like, what is, why is this happening? Garbage. I don't know what this is. Like it just, it made no sense. Like even like his memories of things happening made no sense.
1: Yeah, I, I had no idea Yeah, about any of it.
0: I love the fact that we're just like picking random scenes and because we can't describe the actual movie. It's so bad. It just, it's, it's all over the place and it just doesn't make sense. I think sense. we're
1: doing it justice. Yeah?
0: Okay. That, like, I think that's fine. Like, I am not encouraging you to see this movie. All I'm saying is, is we cannot properly describe the How nonsensical terrible. badness of this movie to you properly. Okay.
1: Is there anything you liked about this movie?
0: Well, we mentioned Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is the best thing about this movie. He was fine. He was fine. Um, And, um, uh, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, I just. Did you
1: like Mickey Rourke's dog?
0: (laughs) I mean, it was a cute, it was a cute little (laughs) chihuahua. Yeah.
1: Those are the two things I liked
0: about this movie. That's I mean, I got I I literally am sitting here trying to think of like what did I like about this movie? And my notes aren't helping because they're all negative things. <laughs> um and I really can't think of anything that I actually liked about this movie. It's just it's oh, you know what I liked about this movie? In so Cheech Marin is talking about El Maranchi doing an assassination attempt, and in his story they're in a bar, but for some reason the physical bar is on tracks and the bartender just keeps moving it out of the way back and forth. Yeah, that was funny. And I thought that was funny. There you go. Positive thing. Okay. That's within the first five minutes of the movie. Done.
1: Okay. I have one note. Okay. Uh that I said I like I like Antonio Banderas's hair. Because oh yeah, I know it works. Yeah. It's like it's like Uh, a Rachel haircut, but, like, a couple years after the peak Rachel haircut time. Time. (laughs) So, I, like, I think it's kind of vintage.
0: Well, it did come out. When did Friends stop? Because this came out in 2003. When did Friends stop?
1: I feel like peak Rachel hair would have been, like, late 90s or early, early aughts. Yeah. So, this would have been a couple years after that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From, like, 1994 to 2004. So, yeah, they definitely would have been past peak Past Rachel peak Hare. Rachel yeah. hair, And I feel like it was kind of a throwback because,
1: like, you could definitely see the layers. Oh, oh also, yeah. Also, the one thing I did like, but it's also super cheesy, like, there's just, like, a bunch of, like, Antonio Banderas has, like, arms fully extended and shooting and then going in circles, which I feel like is like a little boy's dream mm-hmm. for what a shootout should look like. But it, it, in actuality and practicality, you should never have a
0: shootout like that because you would instantly be dead. Well, generally having a shootout would mean you'd probably get hurt and shot. Because right. Because in real life, the bad guys don't have that bad of a name. Right. Right. Uh, and if you're like in the middle of a courtyard and bad guys are like surrounding you and you're just shooting in a circle, you're gonna get hit by something.
1: <laughs> but I like the fantasy that like he mm-hmm. still gets to Salma Hayek dies and even though she's the most deadliest woman alive, but he gets to live for having these
0: badass gunshots. Yes. Like, I don't I don't understand. Agreed. I I mean I get it. I get it. Like my my thing was his uh, like, what do you call, like accomplices or the rest of his band or whatever that show up at the end, that it includes Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> For some reason, he has, a, he has a guitar case that is a flamethrower, but the other oh, guy... Oh, he, he has a gun?
1: A, a guitar gun, remember? At the beginning?
0: Oh, yes! Antonio Medeiros has a guitar gun. That's actually a thing that is in the other movies. Like that, That's like his thing. That, like, that was, that's his whole thing. So, Antonio Medeiros has a guitar gun. Uh, Enrique Iglesias has a gun case that has a flamethrower that comes in the front of it. Now, the other dude has a bomb that you can set and you put the case down and remote control it to blow up somewhere else. This is the technology we're working with in this movie. <laughs> I love it.
1: Pre Mission Impossible. Pre
0: Mission Impossible. Is it?
1: Is it?
0: I mean, not the TV show. We're not the TV about, like, show. The movies missions <laughs> yeah no no this is after mission impossible that first mission Impossible came out in 1996 okay it's been a while it's been a while so yeah it's definitely not holding up by action moving standards not like, at this all is in like, any way shape or form
1: this yeah. is definitely b d list action movie mm-hmm. because we have high expectations like even in like some i remember just laughing about how farcical some of the action sequences are in this. Because, like, we... At this point, realistically, if we had watched this when it came out, and I don't know if I did, uh, like, we would already seen The Matrix. Like, we have high
0: expectations. Like,
1: we... Expect big things, and this is not trying to hit that bar.
0: No, it's it's not in any way. Like it, the bar is so low in this movie <laughs> because even like even if you think about like Michael Bay movies and how outlandish yeah. some of those action sequences are, like we've we've seen Bad Boys, right? I think no, the Transformers wouldn't have come out yet. Transformers came out after, right? I don't know. Um, but like no, like think about like Michael Bay movies, how ridiculous some of the action sequences are, and but. At this point in time, we've seen those Michael Bay movies, and even that ridiculous action lives up way better than this ridiculous action, right? It's just, it's just not working. And I know Robert Rodriguez is known for his, like, outlandish, you know, big things. That's what he does. And this is just, it's just bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's just bad, you know? And the funny thing is, is one of the credits, it actually, it actually says he shot, shot, chopped and scored the movie. And then later on, it says it's written and directed by Robert Rodriguez. So we can blame him for all of this. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. We blame him for all of it because you can't blame the costume designer for a bad movie. You can't blame the lighting guy for a bad movie. You can't, you can't blame the casting director for this level of bad movie. Because per- personally, I mean, except for Johnny Depp, I think it was well cast for what they were doing. I just didn't know what except they were doing. Except for Willem Dafoe. Oh, Willem Dafoe was That double. was tragic. He just, he just had like a weird fake tan and... Bad dye job. Yeah, I just, I don't... it. Why? Then, Why? And then at the end, do you think that was actually Willem Dafoe still in like the bandages? Or do you think they oh, had like a, a stand-in?
1: He was not... Showing up to any more filming. Yeah, right? He's like, yeah, I'm done.
0: I mean, but Willem Dafoe is known for doing like weird outlandish things. Like, but he, I bet you he was just like, nah, this is too stupid. I don't want to be this <laughs> anymore. I'm, I'm okay. I'm just going to walk away from this nonsense. You know, the the sad thing is about, I mean, it's not this one in this trilogy that made Antonio Banderas famous. It was like El Mariachi and Desperado. But that's what made him like, a name. Did it? Yeah, like that was like super early in his career. Right? I know.
1: I only really know him from Puss in Boots.
0: <laughs> That's acceptable.
1: <laughs> I still haven't watched
0: a new one yet.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have not watched a new one either, but I imagine it would be better than this movie. Yeah.
0: Well, Elmar actually came out in 1992. Okay. okay. So like this was like early, early in his career. And he would at that point in time, he was already like Known in um, in like Latin American places, I want to say. I'm trying to be very PC about my terms right now. Um, but well, like, wasn't
1: this movie like was there a Mexican version of El Mar-
0: Mar- El Mariachi before this came out? Well, I no, but this, this is, is all the original. This is the original. Like if this whole concept is Robert Rodriguez' okay. concept, right? Um, and like, it's just like a, I don't know. It's just bad. Wait, no, he's not even El Mariachi in the first one. It's somebody else who's El Mariachi. (laughs) And he shows up in Desperado. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he takes over. So, hold on. Wait, hold on. What year did Desperado came out in 1995? So that was not. A crazy long time after that first one. And some Hayek was in it as well. I love that you pull up Antonio Manderas. Puss in Boots trailer comes out. Yes! They, they know what we're going for. We, they, they know what I we're going like for. I feel like it would be a better movie than this. Oh, definitely. It's Oscar nominated yes. now. Yes. What? <laughs> oh my. Some of these Oscar movies, I don't understand <laughs> what the what fuck this they're year? doing. Yes. Oh, I don't know. I have seen two Of the Oscar-nominated Best Picture movies. It's Avatar. And it's everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Well, everything, everywhere, all at once is amazing. Yes, and
0: it deserves its nomination. All of the noms. All of the noms. Avatar, however, what the f- That is not a Best Picture anything. That's
1: rich white man nom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like you don't- Like, why is that being nominated for Best Picture? James Cameron. It makes no fucking sense. Okay, it makes no sense. It's called the ego builder. Yeah. It's so fucking annoying. Um so yeah, no, yeah, no, I was right. Okay. So like before Desperado, yeah, it's just all like Spanish language stuff that he was in. Um oh yeah, he showed up in Philadelphia as the the love interest. Oh right. That's yeah. right. Um, and then of course it's like interview with the vampire, yes. And everything. And then Desperado came out, and vampires. That's, that's why I have the association. yes, another vampires. reason. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I remember seeing. Yeah, no, I remember seeing interview with the vampire and being like, "Who's that guy?" And then seeing like Desperado, I was like, "Oh, that's that Antonio Banderas guy." <laughs> and then he just started showing up in a bunch of random things, like Four Rooms, which I've talked about. He's great in that one. Yeah, it's and great then movie. oh my god, Assassins with um, uh, what's it? Sylvester Stallone. Horrible movie. Don't don't rewatch that one. It's not good. It's I don't think I ever watched that movie. And that's absolutely fine. It's okay. Oh yeah, he's in Navita. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in a whole bunch of stuff. Musical. Yeah. Freedom. Oh, oh yeah. Spy oh, Kids. You know. Oh, Antonio Bandanas. We're just going to pick names? Yeah. yeah. I'm okay it's not as that. satisfying as Danny. No. He's just got the perfect trend. Yeah. You know, yeah. It just works. Yes. <laughs> Hey, maybe I'm gonna like that song, I'm a yes. okay. you're gonna love it now. Because I'm gonna be like I'm okay with it. I'm okay with all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like he wants your love, he wants your revenge.
1: <laughs> he doesn't want to be friends.
0: <laughs> Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo! I'm <laughs> we'll down with it, it's fine. Um, but yeah, no. But yeah, no, that was like the, the movie that Megan and Tony like a thing. Puss in Boots? <laughs> yes, totally Puss in Boots. The, until Shrek started and he was Puss in Boots in Shrek, he was nothing. It was he was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Spy Kids 2? What? What are you talking <laughs> about? That's psychotic. Expendables? Oh, God. Oh, those are, oh, they're so bad. I
1: don't think I watched.
0: <laughs> don't you? Don't need it. You don't need it. The funny thing is, I was—I am one of those people that that movie is technically made for. You're just like you grew up watching all of the fucking action movies with like Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger and you know Antonio Banderas and like um, Dolph Lundgren and like all of the people. Jet Li's in there. Um, Terry Crews in it. Like I was like, I watched these people blow up half the fucking world. This movie is for me. Go to Washington. Like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my fucking <laughs> life. And I'm like, I know I'm supposed to like this. Like, I know it's supposed to be like a dumb action flick. And you're like, you're just supposed to watch shit blow up and people get kicked in the face and shot. And I was just sitting there going, none of this is working for me. <laughs> I hate this. This is so bad.
1: It's not even pandering. Yeah.
0: And they made three of them. And it makes me angry that I've seen all three of them because I'm a horrible person. <laughs> well, they took your money. They took my money. Van Damme shows up. I'm like, well, I got a show for Van Damme. <laughs> like what? He plays the bad guy. Ugh. he. The thing is, he plays a good bad guy. It's just not for that movie. It's just <laughs> everything around it is horrible. Like it's just, oh, it's ridiculous it okay that's a different discussion i'm sorry and i'm gonna we're, gonna we're just gonna ignore all of all of that we gotta come back to it it's fine it's expendable it's <laughs> <laughs> see this is why we're friends this is this is allowed. this is acceptable um but yes but yes uh what were we talking about oh yes piece of shit um yeah, don't I I think people understand how we feel about this movie. Yeah, we
1: don't like this movie.
0: We don't like this movie at all. It's just bad <laughs> in every way and should just be burned and I should take it off my shelf or throw it out of my box, whatever. I'm also do.
1: really happy unhappy about Selma's outfit choices because mm-hmm. like what the hell man like she can't wear like a proper outfit in the- she's just all leg and midriff in this
0: movie yes. and heaving bosoms like the funny thing there's literally only two women in this movie and Eva- one is in a memory and then randomly Eva Mendez and she's surrounded by a bunch of Dudes and shooting people and we don't know why she I, does a,
1: Eva does a bunch of hair flips though like she does oh and she has a really uh, there was one thing that made me extra angry in this movie is when she's in an elevator and the, the camera is like shooting up at her and it's just like the most awful angle to show her boobs and yeah. I was like fuck you whoever decided that angle was appropriate to show Eva and I was just like you're just diminishing her so much. You don't care that she's a talented actor. I was so angry at that. According
0: to the credits, it's Robert Rodriguez.
1: Uh,
0: uh so yes. <laughs> Fuck
1: you, Robert.
0: <laughs> like I mean, I mean, if you if you watch movies like Planet Terror, where it's very clear that his whole view is to make a woman an object. You get over it. But the difference between Planet Terror and this movie is that Planet Terror is ridiculous, but it makes like even the smallest amount of sense, right? So you're just like, oh, this is what the story is. You have military working with this chemical. They've infected themselves. They start infecting the town around them. They have to be stopped. And she gets her leg cut off. And instead of going to the hospital, they attach a machine gun to it and she shoots zombies. We get it. That is the story. It's super camp. Yeah, it's super camp. It's super cheesy. You know, dude tries to rape her and his dick falls off. Horrible and everything. But at least his dick falls off. He gets what he deserves. Fine. But we understand what that movie is.
1: But, but this movie is like 90% men who aren't being objectified at all. Mm-hmm. And then like the... The 2% of the time that women are on screen, they're just being objectified to all hell. And you're just like, what the hell? Like, this it's, is so disparaging from the rest of them. and obvious. Like, yeah. Antonio Banderas isn't being objective. He's not getting crotch shots. Yeah. Like, Johnny he Depp. He doesn't even take off his shirt. No. He's a fucking musician. He could have, like, he could show some nip.
0: Yes. I'm like, you were supposed to be, like, the, sexies, the sexy Latin man who's, you know, exotic and erotic. And he walks around and he plays like, they show close to his face while he's playing like the guitar and he's like, blah, 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 blah. you know, and you're just like, Enrique Iglesias is it as sexy in this
1: whole film as the two seconds a lady is on screen. And I'm
0: like, as I would be insulted if I were him personally. Yeah, I'm like, I'm prettier than Salma Hayek. Yes. What the fuck is happening?
1: Look how beautiful I am.
0: Cheers. Do you know who my dad is? My dad is Julio. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna make me sound so old, but when Enrique like Iglesias first like came out with like getting famous for like hero and all that kind of stuff, somebody was just like, "Oh my god!" Like they refer to him like he's a cuss word. Like, what do you mean? It's like they just go around calling like the son of Julio. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that does sound like a swear. Like, that sounds like an insult. You son of Julio, you got away from me. Yeah, like, it really does. Um, like, I mean, so he's made the difference. So now he's like, Enrique Iglesias. Everybody knows it. But at first you're like, oh, no, it's, it's the son signs. of Julio. You're like, yes, yes. <laughs> I always remember that. I don't know why, but I always thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like, ooh, it's the son of Julio. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> We're in trouble. Okay. The next
1: next episode is a very special AEDI recording (laughs) of Off My Shelf.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: It's basically like equity, diversity, inclusion.
0: Gotcha. So, on our episode last week, um, we made some comments that some people found disparaging. And we'd like to address it today and learn how to come together as a community. That was my. I'm giving a speech. Voice. You're welcome. This
1: is the Black History Month edition. (laughs) Oh wait, that's
0: true. I can't be racist. Only you. Okay, gotcha. So you got to give the speech. Just letting you know. Mm.
1: I'm not Karen. I'm Sarah.
0: (laughs) No, you're Sarah. You ain't Karen. I
1: ain't Karen.
0: Mm -hmm. Scandal. (laughs) Um. Yes. Where are we going with this? <laughs> we hate.
1: Once upon a in Mexico.
0: We hate this movie. So maybe we should start talking about the movie that I kind of liked. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's the greatest movie or anything. It is a little bit older as well. And it's like, as you know, I would call it a kick up. Um, but it made more sense. And. I didn't hate all of it. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I support that. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in China. This is the first movie I saw Jet Li in. And if you don't know who Jet Li is, uh, you're crazy. Uh, He does Kung Fu things and stuff in movies. Yeah. Um, and Proficient martial artist. There you go. Uh, He was in movies like Romeo Must Die, Lethal Weapon 4, um, Why is my... Oh, uh, Expendables... Three, well, you know, it's fun. I really should know more about this because I've definitely seen a lot more Jet movies. Oh, he's been than in that.
1: so many things,
0: so many things, so many things. Um, but yeah, it's you. You know what's really funny about this movie? This movie reminds me of another movie we talked about, which is the Last Samurai. Except there was no white savior in it. Yeah, and I was okay with that.
1: There were white people in it, though. But, but they, they weren't white saviors. No, and they weren't main characters.
0: No. Mm-mm. But it, it was
1: definitely, like, similar about, like, colonialism. And I feel like it was a similar kind of time period, maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, because it, it's about, like, you know, the white people coming to China and trying to change the culture. And the
1: British people, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, the Americans and the British. Yeah. And them being, like... Chinese people need to be more like us essentially right and they're just like no we have a different way of doing things here why don't you do what we do and then they were kind of like doing this weird s- sort of slavery thing as well where they're like lying to the Chinese people but like come to America you'll make lots of money and then the one guy who's like a stowaway who comes back from America was like no, it's horrible over there. They treat you like garbage. They kick you to the ground. You don't get any money. They you're you're not a real person when you get there. Um and he dies horribly. Um but but yeah, they're just like everything is horrible. Is that also the guy they called Bucktooth? No, no, that's a different guy. Oh, okay. That's a different guy. No, Bucktooth Which one was Bucktooth? No, Bucktooth was one of like the people that was at his temple or whatever, right, right, yeah, no, this guy they they find he escapes from one like an Amer the American ship that shows up, oh, right, and he's like um he's all like disheveled and whatever, and they and he becomes one of the people in the temple that they're like taking care of after like that one guy like goes crazy and like shoots a bunch of people, and so they try to help him. and then at the end. He's with like the girl that they're trying to save, and then they shoot him and then drag her off to be like raped by some captain. Right. It's, you know, apparently. Aunt he, 13. Aunt 13. She doesn't get a name. She doesn't get a name. Her name is Aunt 13. and I, I think like, she's
1: the only woman in the movie, also.
0: Yes. That's not like a. No, there's that white lady in the beginning who tries to put out a. F- a oh, fire Joanne? Wolf, boiling water right. for some reason. You know, Oh, th- no, the thing that makes that scene horrible is that so they they bring back like a camera. And they're going to take a picture and then the flash goes off too hard because it was essentially like gunpowder on like a thing that they set on fire. And it literally it well gently saves like his friend, but there's like a bird in a cage. <laughs> and then this white woman is just like, let me pour boiling water on this bird that's on fire. I'm like, you're not making dinner. What the fuck do you think this is? Like, the thing she reaches for was like a boiling kettle. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, Anyways, but that scene made me really angry. But then we never see her again, so it's fine. It's okay. Hey, get out of here,
1: Joanne.
0: Joanne. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what did you... Any other thoughts about this movie? I don't it has know. It great
1: action sequences. Mm-hmm. Like, it has, like, so many fight sequences. It like, does? so many cool tricks. I don't know if you have a favorite action sequence, but I have a favorite. It's, uh, Jet Li is definitely fighting in it. And there's something about, like, someone, like, rolls down his body and it's, like, there's, like, a bunch of signs everywhere, but, like, somebody manages to land on him and then, like, rolls down his, it's just
0: so cool Like oh wait is that, is that in the, the, the when they're doing the street and, like, yes. the guy's like taking down all the signs or whatever mm-hmm. and then falls in front of it. yes
1: yes yes I know what
0: you're talking about there's yeah, so many
1: cool like fight scenes and fight sequences and like really cool choreography or mm-hmm. cinematography or whatever you want to call it like mm-hmm. they obviously thought about the fight sequences in this movie it wasn't just like random explosion jump like yes. it was very thoughtful and very cool mm-hmm. That was the most, I don't know, that was my favorite part of the movie. And, like, they
0: they played really well with, like, the environment around them. Yes. And, And, like, they didn't just grab things to just, like, block people. Like, they used the thing in the sequence. So, like, there's a scene with, like, Ladders, and they like end up on the ladder. And like one guy's on one side, one guy's on the other side. But then they like lean over to each other, and then they're like in a pyramid in the middle, and they're like going around in like a circle on it yeah, and stuff. Like cool. so, like they use the space and use the things in the space. So everything there is there. There's for like a, a log.
1: Remember, there's like a cool log site like they're like kicking it at each other, but they keep ducking around, around it. it and they mm-hmm. kick it towards each other. And like, it's like the, the log is like another character in the fight scene because it's like another element that could drastically impact how the fight plays out. Oh, yeah. But it's cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. They do some really great things in there. That's just amazing. Um, again, just makes me wonder why once upon a time, like, was ever made. Um, but yeah, like this movie came out in 1991. Um, relatively small budget and they do some amazing things with it.
1: There was like three or four more made like Once Upon a Time. I don't think I've watched any of the other ones. But no,
0: I definitely haven't. Yeah. No. Um, but I I enjoyed, I actually was like, this is the movie I was regretting, like, like worried about watching compared to Once Upon a Time in Mexico because I was just like, you know, it's, it's it's subtitled and like it's an older movie. And especially when things are from overseas, they like they tend to have different ways of like telling the stories. So sometimes I find it hard to stick with the story when it's not even that I think the story needs to be predictable. It just needs to be done in a way that is like palatable to me. Yeah. Um, so I was worried it wouldn't be that level of of palatable, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, but I watched it, I was just like, no, this is perfectly good. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I giggled because my cat decided that it was time for me to play with him. But, yes, it's okay.
1: I think it has, like, a lot of that, like... Um... Like, if you watch something like Kung Fu Hustle, like, you could obviously see this uh, Once Upon a Time in China was informing something like Kung Fu Hustle because, like, there's comedy built into the scenes and, like, there's, like, levity and it's not as serious as, like, other action movies, but, like, but the action scenes are very serious. Like, they don't, like, it's not comical. Like, it's not trying to be Three Stooges, but, Mm -hmm. like... Uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's enjoyable to watch and still funny, like, there's comedy in it, and mm-hmm. there's engagement and excitement, but it's not a comedy, it's an action no, movie. It's
0: an. I think it's, um, like, this may make it seem like a bad thing on TV, but it is, it's situational comedy, like. Like, there's, there's a scene where a boss locks his lackey outside because a gang is coming to fight him. And he's like, well, you're going to fight him. And he's like, and the gang shows up and he's like, um, yeah, so I'm, I am was just about to go buy some, I think some, buy some cabbage or something, he says. And they're like, no, we're, we're here to fight you. We're, you're the one I'm supposed to fight. He's like, no, no, that guy's not going to be here for 10 minutes. What are you talking about? So it's like, it's funny in that way. Like, the guy is trying to talk himself out of this situation. But it's not like... I'm gonna tell a joke now, no, it's no. not it's not yeah. like that in any way, yeah,
1: or yeah, nobody's getting like poked in the eye or like on un- this like injured in a silly way. It's like no, no, the fighting is serious, still deadly, mm-hmm. but you're not gonna die immediately,
0: no, exactly, <laughs> exactly, right, getting. I mean, getting punched in the face in a certain way. Yes, you will die immediately. But like, you're going to get punched in the face. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Like, just be prepared for that. It's okay. Um, but yeah, no, like uh, th- there is though. So so this movie is in Chinese. I don't know if it's... It's chi- Chinese, it's right? It's either
1: Mandarin or Cantonese. Chinese. There you
0: go. That's what I was looking for. Um, uh, so it's subtitled. Uh, but the thing is, is that... Like, when you're reading the subtitles, it's very clear something is lost in the subtitles in, like, certain scenes because it's just not... It's not written in normal English, if you understand. No. It's written in English by somebody who reads the dictionary or, like, learned English from a book, not somebody who just speaks it colloquially, right? And so you're reading it, you're just like, do you think that's what that means? Like, I don't... Like, I feel like... Even though she doesn't have a name, I feel like Aunt Thirteen is not a proper translation about like what he calls her. For example,
1: she has a name,
0: yes. But like, okay. So my question is that. So it's very clear Jetley's character and this Aunt Thirteen—they have like a love for each other in in like a way that is you are not related to each other, and but like they're like, no, we can't do this. Blah blah blah. But they're not actually related because later on they talk about you're like the 13th person I grew up with or something. Like he says something about growing up with her. But I don't under- actually understand what their relation to each other is.
1: Yeah, and they don't actually have a love story either.
0: They kind of try to put it in there, but it never goes far enough. Right. Like it keeps getting shut down throughout Maybe the Maybe it manifests
1: by the fifth movie. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know.
0: But even at the... And, Okay, so I'm going to bring this up a little bit early because one of the things that... So, the when the movie starts, Anne 13 has just come back from a trip from in North America. Right. Well, it's North America. Oh, okay. She comes back... Yeah, she comes back from America. And so she's dressed like people of that time. So she's in, like, her garters and the skirt and, like, she's got the hat. She she She's dressed like a Westerner, not like someone who's Chinese. And... He she wants to um, fit him, measure him for like a suit, like a Western suit. And at one point he says, I will not wear a Western suit until China is recognized and every other Chinese man is wearing a Western suit. That's what he says. And then by the end of the movie. So like the whole thing is that he is fighting against this colonization and the misuse of his Chinese people throughout it. And then, of course, there's a corrupt gang who's trying to help the Americans and British get the Chinese people and, you know, get, like, hookers and all this kind of stuff. Sorry. Sex workers. Sex workers, I should say. I apologize. Um, to go to America and all this kind of stuff. So he's he's abusing his, his fellow man, essentially. Um, and so at the end of the movie, he, like, he stops at least one part of it. But then he comes back out. He doesn't... He doesn't even like, they don't even talk about it, but he comes back out in this like Western suit to get a picture taken with this Anne 13 who's in her Western garb as well. And I'm just like, what does this mean? Like, I don't, and that's the last scene of the movie. And I'm like, I don't understand why he would do this, if you know what I mean. Like, like. What his motivations are. Yeah. You know, because, because to me, His original motivations were justified and he should never wear the suit. But why is he suddenly wearing the suit and looking happy about it? What do you think? This is my question. So I have to say, much of the story
1: about this movie was lost on me. Like,
0: I don't know what was really happening. Oh, no, I actually, like, (laughs) again, like, throughout the movie, it was like three different stories. And then at the end, they kind of came together. So I sort of got it um on like a baseline this is what i mean by like i think some stuff was lost in translation because some things just don't add up in a certain way but by the end of the movie i was like oh this is what they meant by this that's how i felt about it but yes continue sorry
1: yeah i was uh i'm a big question mark on what the story about this movie really is <laughs> really? because i like i understand there's kind of like three factions so it's about colonialism it's about local kind of a militia structure versus these traditional people that were, I don't really know even why they were fighting. So <laughs> I, I just know that there was tensions and fighting and they produced good action sequences. So yes. I was here for the action sequences. I wasn't super aware of the love story. I was completely unaware of the story story. No
0: No, I get it. I get it. Don't (laughs) worry. Yes. Mm -hmm. So,
1: yeah, like, I I don't know. The story was kind of secondary to the action for me. Like, the action sequences alone, so good. Like, I didn't need anything else. And, like, uh, there's, like, cool, like, I'm sure they were kind of making cool historical references, too. But I'm like, I didn't even really care about that so much. I was just like, yeah, it's a really good sequence. Yeah. No, I get it. No, and that is. (laughs) And Jet Li was amazing. Um, Yeah. And, uh. And yeah, a lot of the actors are really good. So like, I, I can't even really say for certain what happened in this movie or why this movie or what, what's going on. Yeah. But um,
0: yeah. I d- okay. So this is what I gleaned from watching the movie. Okay. I am not 100% sure this is correct. But this is what I got. So the movie starts with Jet Li on a ship with like a commander or whatever.
1: Oh, and there's a dragon dance. There's a dragon dance. Happy Lunar New Year, yeah. by the way.
0: Um, and like some white people start shooting at them because they start setting off fireworks. And they're like, oh, no, they're trying to kill us. And so they start shooting back at them. And they're like, they've never seen fireworks before. Whatever. Um, but the whole thing is like the commander is setting off and he leaves Jet Li there to like train the local militia in Kung, Fu's, Kung Fu and stuff. So they don't lose their heritage, essentially, with all these, like, white people that are showing it. Because he's like, look look at all these ships that are in our borders of, like, people we don't know, essentially. And so Jet Li stays, and then, but the the ships keep coming back in, coming back in. And he has his own, like, in China, it's a it, it dojo, it's a dojo, right? Like, he's got his own, Oh, like, that's Japan, temple. I'm that's pretty Japan, sure. Right? Okay. But he's got his own, like, place where he, like, teaches people, and he's got, you know, like, his his own, his own students and all this kind of stuff. And he's teaching them like the arts and how to f- fight, but it's, it's like his whole thing. is like, no, it, you don't fight people. If somebody fights you, you protect yourself. That's his whole thing. Now on top of that, there is like, again, like a, uh, like a gang essentially, who is extorting money out of the locals be like you want protection money you want to be protected you have to give us money and he's like extorting protection money out of people and stuff and they're trying to stop him and then there's the the westerners that are showing up who are negotiating with like the i think they call him like the governor of the place i don't think that's the right translation but they call him like the governor of the place and to like sell off people and land and have like like their own private places there, and all this kind of stuff, and so, so there you go. You have like the westerners, you have the gang, and you have like their militia of people who are holding on to like. Transition. But two types of
1: westerners, because there's English people and there's and the American. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and so, so what happens essentially is so the one person that connects all these things together is this one guy who who is trying to figure out his place in the world, but he works for the local theater. And he is, he is like um, just, he's not good at anything. And he's trying to find a master or he's trying to find like a job. And so first we see him at the theater, then we see him trying to get like Jet Li to be his master, and then he finds like another master. He gets in trouble with like the gang, and then he finds another master. Then he finds that that master is working for the gang essentially in like the worst way. Um, and uh, so, so, what happens essentially is like Jet Li's like trying to keep the peace, but there's the gang who is like fighting their own people, and then they get in trouble with during a fight. It goes into, like, the western area of town or whatever and, like, destroys stuff. Oh, in the restaurant. In the the restaurant or whatever. And then the western people are like, you need to get your fucking shit together and these people out of here or else we're not bringing our business and, and all this kind of stuff. And then the gang's just like, look, we're going to bring sex workers for the people to keep them in line all this kind of stuff. So they start kidnapping women around town and, and all this kind of stuff. But the militia is the one who is having... Who they're like, oh, we're going to arrest you if you keep doing stuff. And they're just like, and then they start trying to stay out of trouble. But everybody keeps coming after them. And they defend themselves. And of course, it makes a bigger deal. And then at the end of the movie, what happens is like, so they find, so Aunt 13 gets kidnapped. So they go and find her. And they're on the ship, the American ship, I think. And so, like, the Americans get into the fight, and then there's, like, the gangs and whatever, and they're like, we need to stop you guys. And, like, essentially, like, they fight all, like, the bad dudes, and, like, they win. And so, yeah, it's about, you know, Chinese heritage or something? I don't know. But about, like, keeping the peace and being who we are and not letting... But what about that other...
1: There's, like... uh, another master guy that like shows up and like bites jetly too.
0: Yeah, because he he is desperate for money because he wants to open his own school, right? But nobody because he has never beaten like a great master, nobody wants to give him money for it. But then he finds this gang, and this gang was like, "If you beat him, we'll give you money to start your own school, and people will follow you, right? And then that's when that one guy is like, um, is like I can't follow you anymore because you're dishonest. Like this is not the right way to, to do things. Um, and then because he loses, he loses belief in that guy, essentially. And then yeah, so then that guy fights Jet Li, and but he's fighting him for the wrong reasons. He's fighting him for money, not for like honor or whatever, right?
1: I mean, I like if you're fighting for anything, are you fighting for anything?
0: <laughs> That's the real question. That's the real question. You know. um, but yeah, no, they make the Westerners like absolute barbarians, which I think is great. Oh, um, yeah.
1: There's like some weird Russian guy that it's like, yeah, yeah get him out of here.
0: Yeah. And they are so gun hungry. <laughs> yeah, Every time anything happens, you are like, just mow everybody Guns. down with your gun. You're yeah. like, oh, that's about right. We're at the theater. Let's shoot everyone. they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are like, oh, two guys are fighting over there. Just murder everybody in front of us. <laughs> it's fine. This whole audience... Yeah. Pow pow. Yeah. And they're just like stop shooting. These are just random locals here to see theater and there's two guys fighting in the corner. Why are you shooting everybody? (laughs) It's a whole thing. Um, But that's what I got out of it. Um, I think you got more than I did. Okay. That's fine. But like I had so one of my things like a very serious question for a relatively unserious movie that I came up with is that like so Eastern cultures are often um, considered to be xenophobic, like Japanese and Chinese and stuff. But I was like, are they xenophobic? Or is it the fact that they, they're they so far east and all of those colonizers went east that way, they heard the stories about the horrible things that happened before they got there and was just like, maybe we need to stop this before this happens? Maybe that's what it is. It's not xenophobia. It's more just like... You're bad people, and we know this. Well, I mean, I think it's
1: interesting that it's trying to acknowledge a certain history and, like, complexity of colonialism. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool to hear it from a a non-Western perspective. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Even if it's just, like, a... Well, it's not a Hollywood movie, but... It's not, no. no. But, yeah, it's, like, it definitely... Uh, somebody's tale of their perspective of what they perceive to have happened in a certain mm-hmm. period of time. Or I think it's trying to, is it a
0: fictionalized
1: version? The same for what's upon a time in Mexico. Like, is this a fictionalized version of a story that we should be hearing or is this just fiction?
0: Once upon a time in Mexico is definitely just fiction. <laughs> um, I think overall this is a fictionalized, like once upon a time in time I think it's overall a fictionalized story. But it definitely represents a certain certain things that happened in that time period. Or they're trying to represent something. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're trying to really do something, unlike the Mexico one. No, in the China one, they're trying to actually say something, which is fine and acceptable, and I understand it.
1: And I think that's pretty cool, too, that they, like, this would have been the early 90s, and, like, who knows what kind of audience it would have gotten at the time, but... That's neat. Like, like if we think about us watching movies in the early nineties, like, did we have this kind of perspective in our film watching? Definitely no, doesn't. right? Yeah, like, yeah. But
0: I don't. I don't even think this is the kind of movie that was like, you know, it's gonna open in twenty million theaters in North America. Like, no. I think this was just like, it's you know, it's the weekend, and they've got like you know those like kung fu movies at like two p.m. and here's one of them. Like, right. That's that's where I would have seen something like this. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's not because it's not a Hollywood movie. A lot of people would not have known it, but at the same time, it's probably like if you like a, a good amount of action, it's a oh, decent yeah. movie to watch.
1: It's totally. It's a solid for sure. The action mm-hmm. is a solid. Absolutely, Jet Li is freaking amazing. Yeah. The other actors as well, like, pretty amazing. Even though I hate their names. Like, they all have, like, these terribly derogatory names. Mm Bucktooth. Porky.
0: Yeah, it's because he's a guy who sells pork in the market. They call him Porky, and he's fat.
1: But his name is literally Wing, but they call him Porky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't even have that many notes for this one either. Because the thing is, when you're watching subtitles, you gotta watch subtitles. Taking notes is you hard at that read. point. I got, I got a lot of reading to do. It's fine. Um, oh, and one of my other things that bothered me about it, which is probably how it was at the time, where, um, so, like, my note is, they show up pushing their culture instead of observing and participating in local culture. Because in this movie, it's like, All the white people are just like, well, why aren't you wearing a suit? Why aren't you eating like this? Why aren't you doing this? And I'm just like, but you're in their country. (laughs) I mean, shouldn't you be like, hey, what are you eating? Can I have some? How are you doing that? Let's do whatever. Like, don't be like a be like, hey, be my circus clown or whatever. But, you know, observe, try to participate. Learn something instead of being like, if you're not like me, you're nothing. Like that just seems wrong. <laughs>
1: so I was so completely distracted watching this movie because, like, you already mentioned, we have to read the subtitles. But in the version that you lent me, you, the possibility for dubbing was you could watch the Mandarin dub or the Cantonese Cantonese dubbed. But I, I was watching whatever version that they weren't originally speaking. So I was so completely distracted by, why aren't their their words matching their mouth? (laughs) Why can't I get that version?
0: (laughs) Well, you have to turn off the dub at that point. Then it's it's Mandarin or whatever. Because it was like,
1: I didn't know which one it was. I didn't yeah. know if it was Mandarin or Cantonese, and I kept flipping between the two. But it didn't. <laughs> neither one of them seemed right. Yeah. Or both of them were dubbed. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> and so I'm trying to like navigate both that and the subtitles. It was confusing. Yeah. Maybe,
0: that's probably why I didn't notice what was happening in the story. <laughs> there you go. That might be. You're just like you're looking at you're like this just isn't working. What's why isn't this matching? <laughs>
1: I hear your words, but that's not what your mouth is saying. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The funny thing in this movie, so you have a bunch of like, if you pay attention in, in whatever version you watch, the like British and Americans speak English in, well, in this version of it, they're speaking English somehow. But if you look at their mouths, they're clearly speaking like Chinese or Cantonese or whatever. If you, you're probably over there that's the language they were speaking but in this version it's everybody's speaking chinese and cantonese and then the americans talk and it's like no steve jump over there you're like what 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 is happening that doesn't match your mouth either what is going on this is strange yeah. They they chose what they chose. It's still better than One time, Mexico. That's yes, still better though. That's the only thing. Yeah. Again, those are those are like most of my notes. I was like, I already talked about her picking up boiling water to put on the bird. Aunt thirteen. Why doesn't she have a name? And why the Western suit at the end? Those are all of my notes for this movie. <laughs> I was I was paying attention. See, I got I got the story. I, I got there. I made it. I was cool with it.
1: And Jet Li was amazing. Except mm-hmm. I was really unhappy for his like makeup artist because like he had like obviously this is early in his career and he had some he had some like um, skin issues. <laughs> but his makeup artist didn't do him any favors, mm-hmm. and I was just like looking at the blotches on his neck. And I was like, oh, Jet Lee, you deserve better than this.
0: I hope you got some cream for that.
1: <laughs> I mean, later in his career, I'm sure he got a proper makeup artist. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah.
0: but that's what happens when you get a makeup artist on a budget. It happens.
1: Right. Right.
0: <laughs> um, but no, I I thought it was like, and it held up well. Like, yeah, it was great. except for the fact that there's only one woman. And then at the end of the movie, of course, she's used as a prop to get raped to, because that's how you say woman. If, if that's what's happening to yeah, the That scene was super
1: cringe, by the it way. Was it was so like, who's done doing her top? And I was like, please don't do this.
0: Yeah. Please stop. Yeah, because he like knocks her out. Like, she's yes. out. And then it's like, I'm still going to do this to you. Ugh. But the thing is, what I liked about before that happened is that she did not technically play the diamonds in distress. No. She didn't sit back and was like, just let it happen to me. She was like, no. Fighting. I'm going to try and stop this. So she like barricades the doors and holds out as long as possible. He still breaks in. And then he she like fights back. But then he knocks her out. And then that's when he overpowers her, essentially. Because she literally is... Out cold. Um, so it's just like, oh, you're not overly the dancer. You're just like, oh, no, don't do it. And he's just doing whatever And he's whatever bleeding
1: he wants. profusely through his head. Yeah. I, I, and that he's, was, like, tripping on her. Oh, like, my gosh. And it, they keep doing this weird close-up of his eyeball and the blood in his eyeball.
0: Yeah, and it's so, because he also can't see, but he's still insistent on doing this thing. I was like, if you were, like,
1: manically bleeding through your forehead, would you be like, hey, gotta commit this rape right now?
0: Right? (laughs) But I also think that was like, this is how bad this man is. Yes. We're gonna show you how evil he is. Like, this is how far it goes. But I I still don't like the fact that they just use women as this like random prop in in there. Like, it's just, they have, they barely have any personality. They don't really have anything to say. And you're just like, okay, can you, can you like do something with them at least for like a second? It would be great.
1: Yeah, she's totally Princess Peached. (laughs) Right. She really is.
0: I hope in the Mario movie, like, they may give Princess Peace, like, a proper character. Oh, I have
1: zero hope for that Mario movie because, like... We're
0: going to watch it, oh, though. Oh, of
1: course we're going to yeah, watch okay. it. But, I mean, if if a man is, like, offering you to take you to his castle, it's, like, Epstein, Nygard, or Bowser.
0: <laughs> no in between. That's it. Okay? Those are all of your options. This is how you die, ladies. That's it. That's it. It's it's all horrible. But I really hope this movie, I mean, I I really, I don't hate Chris Pratt as much as other people do right now. Um, I do like him a lot less. But I did really like him in the Lego movie.
1: He's excellent in the Lego movie.
0: And the Lego movie, when it was coming out, people were like, this is going to be garbage. How the fuck do you make a movie about Legos? And then they did that's a fantastic fucking job. And I really hope that's what happens with this movie. That people are going to be like, they, they did it. Like, they managed to, to do it. Oh my God. I really hope it's like that. But yeah, no, I, I really hope they managed to like pull a rabbit out of a hat again and be like, we made this epic story about this thing that you love that you never thought was possible but here it is
1: uh i i'm gonna give my early uh critique of the movie and Mm -hmm. it's gonna be my best impression of uh luigi (laughs) wow (laughs) wait
0: doesn't somebody Actually do luigi's voice in this wow. movie like he, he talks in this one right
1: i don't know that's what he sounds like in haunt luigi's haunted mansion. mansion yeah wow
0: also i think for research for this movie you guys should watch the original super mario brothers movie that is pure art i'm just gonna i'm gonna let you know i don't think i've seen it Oh, it's Charlie Day does the voice for Luigi. I wonder what that's going to be. It's going to be interesting. All right. Um, Oh, there's many more people in here than I thought there was. Anna Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day. I didn't know Jack Black was doing Bowser's voice. Oh. I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, he would be a good Jack Black. Yeah.
0: I think... As Jack Black gets older, I didn't think he'd become more fun and more interesting, but he does, and it's so weird. Like I don't, I don't understand it. But he's a fun person. He is. Yeah. I just rewatched
1: High Fidelity the other day, and he's very <laughs> enjoyable in that. Is, yes. <laughs> and but, that was early in his career too. Yeah.
0: Very. The only movie of his, I've I don't I've never seen um, Orange County.
1: Um
0: that's the one that has um yeah. Colin Hanks in it and Jack Black. Right. I like I don't I've never seen that one. I have
1: vague recollections. I think I have it and I will lend it to you.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean I might keep it for like a year and then give it sure. back and be like, did you watch it? I'm I like, am not no. in a
1: rush to ever watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so then why are you lending
0: it to me? Wait, wait, sorry. You're not in a rush because you remember it and you hated it. Or you're not in a rush because you're just like, well, it's sitting there and it's not doing anything.
1: Yeah. What am I doing with a DVD on my shelf?
0: <laughs> well, I, know I don't I'm, have a podcast. I know what I'm doing with mine. Thank you very I much. don't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you can do. You're like, I have three movies. Here's my podcast. We're like, done. So we're
1: Every sometimes. episode would just be... Doing covers of Lady Gaga in the main <laughs>
0: Actors. Every episode is like four seconds oh, long. Oh. <laughs> Just random people's names in there. Love it. Jack Black. Um, no, you gotta. Yeah, it's gotta be old names like Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's a good one. I don't
1: think I have any. Maybe meet the Falkers. Uh, Robert De Niro. Oh, What's
0: that was Robert De Niro. In? No, it's Robert De Niro. Oh, right. Talkers, right? Uh, yes. Taxi? That's, isn't that also Robert De Niro? I don't know. I no. can't tell them apart. Yeah, I can't tell them apart right <laughs> either. Um, they're just like the guys who was in like random gangster movies. Some white from- guy. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's a dude. It's fine. Um, yeah, I think the last movie I did with uh, Al Pacino. Is it Heat? Yeah, I think it's Al Pacino that's in Heat. And... It's one of the few movies of his that I've actually watched because I'm not into like gangster movies. And I remember watching people who were like, "Oh my god, Al Pacino is such a good actor. He's so good at this and he's so good at that." And I watched i movie, like he—he's the worst actor in this whole fucking my- movie. <laughs> like, why do people are why are people obsessed with this man? This is so bad. Also, he is considered one of like the best thrillers ever made, and I don't what? know why it's so bad like are we
1: talking the like i'm thinking heat like sandra Bullock, melissa mccarthy <laughs>
0: okay that's the heat okay sorry very different <laughs> very different movie.
1: okay that movie's
0: excellent it is it's so fu- the funny thing is i know this difference because on tv like two days ago when i watched the fuck out of it it's so good it's so good it's all like buddy cop ladies style where yeah they make fun of each other but really they make fun of the skinny lady not the fat lady but then it's not really about like what you look like it's more about like your personality and it's just like they made each other better at the end and I was just like you guys are great and you're taking down the bad guys
1: it was hilarious boom yeah it was Love it. so good
0: <laughs> I like that Melissa McCarthy actually makes like women positive movies because yes. like Spy is the same way yes. because like they've previously done like you know comedy spy movies where like there's a fat guy in it, and they just make fun of Bubbly how fat idiot. they are and they're well they did that to
1: um Rebel Wilson in whatever spy movie she was with uh, Anne Hathaway that movie was terrible I can't even remember I did not name.
0: watch it oh my gosh no. it
1: was so devastating because I was hoping a, it's for. it's called sp-
0: Scoundrels isn't it maybe because yeah, see- oh yeah no because that was like the female version of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels ah. and Rebel Wilson was supposed to be like the um, Steve Martin character and like and uh, but she's just was like making-
1: self-deprecating humor the whole time I'm like this is not the Rebel that I know
0: that's a lot Because if you if you watch like Pitch Perfect and stuff, she's like, I call myself Fat Amy because I'm fat. My name is Amy. But she has confidence. She does have confidence in that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, she's like, no, I'm owning it. I am but not, and like, she's not saying it down. in a
1: derogatory way. It's no. like it's like yeah. It's, that's true. That's yeah. true. That, that is different. no. But in Scoundrels, she's just straight up like, oh, I'm sad, I can't do
0: this. Like it's no. instantly obnoxious. That's not. And I hated that's it. Not acceptable. <laughs> I didn't watch it because of Anne Hathaway. Um <laughs> So yeah, I'm glad you didn't watch that one. I did. You I, like me? You really like me? <laughs> I still. I did actually enjoy it. Isn't it romantic?
1: Actually, that one was really cute. That was really cute. I like that as well. Um,
0: But yeah, I find with Rebel Wilson, there's like an on and off with her. But like her style of humor, because I find sometimes it's it's like it's like that Anne Hathaway one where you're just like, like it's just like gross and like you're making fun of fat people. Like that's all you're doing, and that's not acceptable. Then it's the other where it's just like, so what if I'm fat? I'm the greatest person ever. I'm like that's how you're supposed to be. Yes, yes, that's. Okay.
1: Agreed. Yeah,
0: and the the thing I like about Melissa McCarthy movies though is that she oh, never refers to her size in them whatsoever. Yeah. Why does it even need to be mentioned? Mentioned, and this is the thing, and that's what I like about those movies so much is that she's not. She's like, she's like, this part of my my of me doesn't actually matter. We're just gonna have a great time. Oh my, oh my gosh, so good.
1: Okay. Her and bridesmaids, so good. She. <laughs> We could watch a whole spin-off movie of just that character, and it could do nothing to do with weddings and nothing to do with love, even. Yeah. And I would watch the shit out of that movie. So good. It's so funny. So good. It's so funny. Yeah. Because even with like um. We'd just be her abducting dogs, I think. <laughs>
0: Or her life with those nine dogs. She's yes. like, I've I've, t- I've done too much. I've done too much. I'm like, I want to see this house with you and these fucking dogs. Yes. I, I would, would watch there. that reality TV show. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I just want to know what all their names are. Like, what names do you think she gave? She took nine dogs. What names do you think these dogs have? Doesn't she work for like the
1: CIA or something? Something like that, so yeah. They would be like all like Boss
0: or like,
1: I don't know, Sarge.
0: Really? I think, I no, I think she'd go like. With um like classic like um alias names you know like oh, you're like that one's deep throat <laughs> and that one's hot guy like, yeah sure like hot guy so I'm like I think it'd be I'd be like it'd be more in in depth than that you know? golden
1: eagle yeah
0: and what would be like Steve Shumanis. And I'm like what I'm like that was the alias of like Nixon in '84 like what <laughs> who knows this he's like shut up clearance level stuff (laughs) like it'd be that kind of thing (laughs) you'd recognize like eight of them the last one you'd be like what what name is that what are you what I love it we should write this movie and be like hey Melissa Melissa! how's it going (laughs) here's a movie script for you you will love it (laughs) it'll be amazing yeah I'd watch that movie yeah I think it'd be good I'd watch the hell hell out of that yeah her being a spy is great (laughs) (laughs) I also watched that, um, it's the one with her and Octavia Spencer, and they're like middle-aged women who happen to get like superpowers and become like superheroes. They don't make fun of their size. They only make fun of their, their age. They're like, you're an old lady. You can't beat us. And they're like, yeah, we can. And then beat some people. I don't think I watched that one. It's cute. It's not great, but what it's is, cute. What is it? Do you know? Um, uh, That was a good question. <laughs> Dearest Google. Might I <laughs> How acquire? are you doing
1: today? <laughs> Happy Friday. Awesome. I might
0: kindly request that you would tell me in quick succession. I've seen a surprising amount of her movies. Um, it is Thunder Force. Oh, okay. Same. They're in their super Oh, yes. It it's there on are.
1: Netflix. I think there's like a weird number of fart jokes in this movie. There are. Yes. yes I totally yes. remember this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. I think that's why I was like, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of both of those people, but I was just like, why so many fart jokes? I don't know
0: either. I mean, I love fart jokes. I'm not
1: disparaging fart jokes. I'm just saying
0: You need you need a a well timed fart joke. Right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But yeah, it's fun. It's not great, but it's fun. I don't know. Also saw I also watched her super intelligence. Is Thunder
1: Force also a fart joke?
0: <laughs> oh my god, I never thought about that. <laughs> we should have known! God, we should have known. Saw super intelligence. Also not that great. I never watched The Kitchen. I should have watched The Kitchen. I don't think I watched that one. No. It's sort of 'Cause it's like the wives of like bad dudes and then they start doing stuff or whatever. So it's like pseudo serious. It's, it actually is like a it's uh it's based on it's based on a true story kind oh. of thing. Um so it's kinda serious. I think that's why I never got around to watching it. That's my thing. But also when I found out she had been on like Gilmore Girls and Yeah, she was too she was, in
1: Girl, Gilmore Girls.
0: She was the lady in um Chef. Uh, What's that show with that guy? And they, it was literally just like, it's two fat people falling in love. And that was like the whole joke of the show.
1: What was that show? I would not watch that show.
0: Yeah, Mike and Molly. Um, Yeah, no, I never watched that show. And then when she showed up in Bridesmaids, and I was like, that's the chick from Mike and Molly? Maybe Mike and Molly is funnier than this. And then I watched an episode and I was like, no, it's not. Nope. And then I just... I'm like, I'm going to like her in the movies. She's good I'm in okay. Gilmore
1: Girls. I'm not going to watch Gilmore <laughs> Girls.
0: I'm going to tell you this right now. This is not a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's okay. I worked with a dude from Gilmore Girls. What's that guy's name? I don't remember that guy's name. Hold on. What's it? Where's the original? There it is. Her name was Suki St. James. Oh, yeah. Maybe we're related. time. I worked with Yannick Truesdale. Oh Yes People were very excited about that And I was just like I don't even know who he is Was this,
1: he the concierge a... at the hotel?
0: Yes Yeah I yes. Remember him. Michel Girard
1: Yeah He was very funny in the show
0: Sure <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I didn't
1: watch the show So I'm just gonna take Was he funny in real life?
0: No I I was, I'm like, wait, should I say, you know, no comment or should I just say no? I'm going to just say no.
1: And I think, honestly,
0: if somebody, if somebody asks you a neg like a question like that and you say no comment, they're like, obviously it's a negative answer. Right. So there's no point saying anything else. Just, it's fine. I'm going to be, it's just so that you don't have like the sound bite about it. Right. People, people understand. Oh, yeah. I get it. No, no, no.
1: This Be- show was written by the Sherman Paladinos, and mm. I'm sure they
0: made him very funny. Yes. And he acted the shit out of it, and that's fine. But in person, like, he was a he was a fine individual. Like, he wasn't, like, the nicest person you've ever met in your life or anything. But there was nothing wrong with him. He wasn't rude. He wasn't mean. He wasn't anything. I didn't think he was funny. That That's it. That's all I got out of it. Done. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my own. Sean Gunn was in in Gilmore Girls? What? Oh, my God. All right. That's James Gunn's brother. and He's in, like, Gardens of the Galaxy and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay. See, this is where my nerd cred comes in. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it happens. It's... The, my nerdness is different than your nerdness. That's, we that in some it's places. Intersectionalism is that what that's called? Yeah, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Um, I'm okay with all of that. It makes me happy. Jared Padalecki was in this. Who's that? He's the supernatural guy.
1: Oh yeah, he was totally. He was like one of the early boyfriends. Oh my god. He left. He left Gilmore Girls to do. Supernatural. He
0: did the right thing. Yeah, he did. Yes. <laughs> I like the fact that he plays Dean in this, but was Sam in Supernatural? Yeah, yeah. Kind of going from like Dean to Dean, that would have been hilarious. That would have been funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Makes the Dean list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. If you can't hear it, but the whole audience is laughing <laughs> laughing um but yes okay um i don't know do you have anything else to say about these movies
1: watch once upon a time in china do not watch once upon a time in mexico
0: agreed okay i think i think the audience kind of gets it but we just need to properly reiterate. Yes.
1: solidify
0: the comments yes yes no Mexico, yay China. Wait, no, that sounds wrong. Yes. Um, yeah. What? Tune Sarah in for a
1: very special episode <laughs> of a DEI uh, Tracy talk during Black History Month.
0: <laughs> yes, Black History Month is coming up next week. Yes, we're going to do this. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not very PC sometimes I can't I don't do it it's not on purpose most it's of the time sex workers
1: not prostitutes yes
0: <laughs> correct no I think you call them hookers no uh, which is even worse <laughs> you can
1: only call people who do uh, uh, rug hooking hookers
0: or uh, crocheters
1: do they call themselves hookers
0: but they use like a little hook thing I don't know if they call themselves hookers though oh uh, they don't call them. I would call myself a That's hooker. not PC. That's what I did. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Crocheters are not hookers. I'm sorry.
1: It's different.
0: <laughs> very different things.
1: The needle arts are very
0: specific. <laughs> Why don't I understand these? It's pointed. So, no. <laughs> I'm so horrible. God. wrong with me? Oh my God. Well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Oh My Shelf, or you can send an email to ohmyshelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we'll be talking about Panic Room and Polyshore Shore is Dead. Hope you'll be here to listen. It's applied. It's it implied? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we did it! Ba-ba-da-ba!